Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the UK Two Weekly Podcast, as we merge from three to two lanes to bring you the latest in tech, as long as it comes in twos. That's mainly because there's only two of us. Uh, I'm Henry Burrell, and I'm joined by tech advisor, games editor, Lewis Painter. Hello. As we take the best in tech and times it by two. That's right. Two games. Are both good? No. One is really bad. But one is so good that, yes, it has two excellent modes. Two smartwatches we reviewed with middling results. Do you really need to carry two devices at all times? And yes, at least two Christmas tech buying tips as we reach the business end of the year. So pair off, take two, put two headphones in and kick back. Let's go. Hello, Lewis. That's good. Hello. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, there's only two of us today in a slightly chilly studio looking out yeah. over quite nice looking London today. It's pretty nice. Wherever you are in the world, uh, hopefully you have kicked back and are ready for about 30 minutes of chat with us today and Lewis as games editor. Oh, you yes. play a lot of games. I do. Play many a game. Some for pleasure, some not for pleasure as you have encountered. Please tell the uninitiated listener why they might want to avoid fallout 76 so basically fallout 76 is the latest in the fallout franchise which has been hugely popular over the years um it's like a post-apocalyptic open world game okay um you come out of a vault and you explore the, the vast kind of you come out of a what wilderness. a vault oh right i thought you said a ball <laughs> come out of a ball <laughs> and um yeah so you, you kind of go out and you explore and you you kind of come across these weird and wonderful mutated creatures and you have to like scavenge to kind of survive and okay you know that's the premise of the entire series and they've been good fallout games right yeah which yeah, are the best which are the best ones to I mean, date I, I i'm personally a huge fan of fallout 4 yeah uh, which is came out a couple of years ago now it's also now available for vr as well that was the is, last one right before yeah. this new one yeah okay and that's kind of uh that's tough for bethesda because Fallout 4, I think, set the bar for kind of the Fallout series with the different kind of dialogue options and just the way that the storyline branched out and all the options that you could choose. Okay. Um, so I think that's what people were expecting from Fallout 76. Why is it called 76? I could not tell you. Okay, <laughs> okay no. so that, Fallout that, that, 76 <laughs> is, is, is uh, the vault that you come out of right. uh, at the beginning of the game. And I think if you're going with the Fallout lore... For, um, vault 76 was one of the ones that uh, was one of the only vaults that wasn't experimented on during their incarceration well, not incarceration but during their yeah, time yeah. in the vault um, because yeah the US government being the US government decides to experiment in different ways on the people that go into these vaults uh, right um, so okay. some will get frozen um, yeah anyway so Fallout 76 here we are gotcha. so yeah there haven't been like 70 odd games that we've missed no. out here <laughs> well people keep doing that right they've got Battlefield 1 confusingly now Battlefield yep. 5 yeah just jumping um, around all over the place so 76 uh, slightly new premise but it that's about as good as it gets yeah 
sadly. Do you know, I, 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 they announced it, and as soon as they said it was an, you know, an open world online multiplayer game, my heart just sank, and I was like, "This is, oh. this is terrible." <laughs> oh, so even to a season game like you, you think that that was already sirens? Yeah. And why is that? I mean, I don't know. I think with Fallout more than anything, I think it was very story driven. Okay. Um, and it was very personal to you because like the way you, you you choose to handle conversations um, dictates how things play out right <clears throat> and that kind of element of fallout allowed you to overlook some of the less good elements of fallout right, because so it like, felt like a personal experience yeah exactly everyone yeah. got something different you just power through get your story and you know you, you do things as you want to do in an open world game um but um you know and i thought that would be great for fallout 76 but then at the announcement they also said that there weren't going to be any npcs which is non-player um uh, uh, oh God, NPC, non-player character. There we gotcha. go. Yeah. <laughs> Got there in the end. Um, there's going to be none of them in the entire huge, varied open none world. None whatsoever. So you, none whatsoever. So when you're online, you really have to make sure that you're in like a room with a lot of people. Yeah, essentially. Um, yeah. So this is this is kind of the things that are like, oh, you, you find kind of uh, computers and robots, and they'll give you quests and stuff to do, but. It, you know, it's, it's a very kind of you're on rails like there's no options right. when you're talking to these robots or interacting to get a different outcome okay. it's all on rails and i mean the only the only real kind of impact you have is, is the way you decide to tackle the situations that you come to but anyway um well it sounds like they've stunted the entire great thing that we, at least you found and yeah. a lot of people found about the one player thing yeah. in fallout and so they've already done that and then it's really buggy and it's crazy buggy which how, is, I how just, have they released something I like that to the public <laughs> understand it but like, i genuinely cannot understand it because it's it's not like they didn't have all this data before release because they they had like a month of beta testing were you part of that um i had to go once and never yeah. went back <laughs> <laughs> again not a good sign no but i mean it was it was beta at that stage so i was like okay it's buggy it's a bit glitchy whatever it's, it's beta. this this is what happens you know this is why they do it so they can fix this yeah. kind of thing before launch so, yeah, I, I played one of the beaters, wasn't really that impressed. I thought, okay, I'll leave it. I'll give it a month. They can fix everything in the patch. And then, you know, day one, we'll be good to go. Yeah. It wasn't good to go. No. So what are we talking here? God, where do we start? Like, I think every element of the game is just fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse my language. Well, I don't think they're going to put that on the side of a bus. Um, no. <laughs> but so, but wait. so it's like, okay, um, I'll, I'll give you uh, one example. Yeah. Um, there, I was in this tower, and all these kind of they're called feral ghouls. They're kind of like mutated humans. Uh, yeah. They aren't really human anymore. They there's like a horde of them just came out of nowhere and just started attacking me, which is great. You know, that's the kind of exciting thing that you want from these kind of games. The issue, however, was that they were all running at me backwards, <laughs> and they weren't facing me, but they were somehow shooting me. Right. Okay. Which is okay. So, so the AI is ridiculous. Like they can't even work out um, which way to look. And if you're slightly elevated above above the enemy. Mm-hmm. The AI is too dumb to work out where you are, and they right. won't retaliate. So if you if you stand up on a rock and shoot down at someone, they won't look up and shoot you. They'll right, just be like, Whoa, that seems pretty what, basic. What's happening here? Yeah. Um, and then you've got things like uh, I've come across enemies that are just invincible. You cannot kill them because it's glitched out. The complete opposite. But then they're just following you around, shooting you, which is so much fun. And, and then the, it's kind of little things like graphical uh, bugs. Like I I was walking along uh, the side of like a, a cliff, uh, uh, and um, I looked to the stone wall next to me and saw sunshine shining out coming it. through it yeah right okay Amazing. yeah th- this is pretty basic stuff yeah and something that wasn't a problem in their last game no no i mean fallout it was a bit buggy at launch but um fallout 4 should i say yeah uh it was a bit buggy at launch but like it was it's you know it's nothing compared to this they had a day one patch i think it was like 48 gig 
um, for Fallout 76, which is bigger than the base game itself when you download it Wow! to fix all the crap that went wrong with it, except it didn't. And then they had another big 43 gig patch a couple of days later to try and fix some more. Now, for, for me, the uninitiated is that that's all different. All those files yeah. will clog up your yeah. your uh, download. It's just limit. It, it's just <laughs> that's a lot of gigs. <laughs> it's a lot of gigs, especially if you're on PlayStation, because PlayStation servers are god slow when it comes to downloads. Right. Like it's just it's painful compared to Xbox and PC. You know, PC you get amazing. You know, because yeah. I'm, I'm my internet is fairly decent. I get like 300 meg download or whatever. And mm-hmm. on PC, I can download a game in maybe 10 minutes. You know, completely. Downloaded, this is down to, to service fees, is it? Yeah. Um, PlayStations are just absolutely naff. Right. So you're, 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 a, a 40 gig patch, for me, with 300 meg broadband, would still take me a good couple of hours to download. And, you know, like you know, it's fine for me, but people that have like 5 meg internet, you know, it's literally days they're waiting to download this thing. And then <laughs> Three they get times. online. And then it's broken still. And then it's broken. Yeah. So we will talk about, uh, in, a, in a couple of uh, segments, I'm sure people might be able to guess which game we're going to talk about, which has a great uh, online oh, multi- yeah. multiplayer mode. Yeah. Um, how uh, common is it for a game like Fallout to come along where it is only online multiplayer and do they succeed generally? Um, I mean, you do have online multiplayer games that pop up every now and again. And there's always, you know, issues at launch, especially if there hasn't been a beta process where people can get online, they can stress test the service right. and see what's going on. So you kind of expect a little bit of bugginess at the beginning, um, but not to this level. You know, it's, it's like game-breaking stuff. Like, I've had yeah. to, like, completely close Fallout so many times while I've been playing it because it's just become unresponsive. And I'm doing basically nothing, like, just interacting with something on screen. And it'll just go, nope, can't do that. I'm done now. Right. So do you feel this This should have been... I mean, you know, I might be coming out of this from the wrong angle, but to me, when you were talking about this back in, when it got announced, was mm-hmm. it at E3 this got announced? Yeah. And I, to me, um, I operate on the fringes of the games industry, <laughs> but it seemed to me like this was not like um, an expansion pack or something, but it seemed a bit more like a like a game that shouldn't be a full price game. Yeah. And like it was kind of like, hey, with this online thing that's going to happen and this is coming up, but it's launched fully as a fully, is it 50 pounds? Yeah, 50 quid. Well, it was 50 quid at launch day and then within a week it was dropped down to 30. Oh, right. Which is... That's not even a Black Friday thing. Is that, that was, just the I mean, price? It, was, it was on Black Friday, but the prices have stayed pretty low post Black Friday when everything else has gone back up. That's a bad sign. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I think Bethesda have been criticised as well because they're not offering refunds for the game. Um, if you downloaded it via Bethesda's own launcher for okay. PC. Under um, what? PlayStation and Xbox are fine, but PC users are having issue. What, so just people can just return it if they don't like it? Well, if, if you... I mean, every store has a different policy, uh, especially for downloaded games. Some will not allow you if you open it. Uh, some right. will give you a certain amount of time in the game, um, and you can still return it like Steam. I think you can play for a couple hours and then send it back if you don't like it. Right. But Bethesda's rule is as soon as you've downloaded that game and opened it, you're not getting a refund, right? And even though you know you've had all, they've had all these issues over launch, and it's just you know it's nowhere near as advertised in terms of, of stability and performance, and yeah, they're just refusing to, and that's not really. Was it ever an option that they could have just delayed the launch, or have they just wanted to get this out for Christmas and hoped I mean, it wasn't as bad as they thought? Yeah, I think logic dictates that this should have been delayed by at least a year. Wow, God, that's it's a long... so it's so bad at the moment like i would not recommend anybody play it and you know it kills me to say it because i'm such a huge fan of fallout like yeah. i love the fallout games but they really dropped the ball with fallout 76 and it's just yeah i, I can't see how they're gonna claw this back because we were, we were trying to think before we recorded about any other games that have been this buggy in recent memory yeah and you came up with no man's sky but that's kind of different in that it 
promised something completely different yeah. in the massive hype up yeah. to it and then was a different game yeah it wasn't I think necessarily... it, was, it was more the hype train that killed no man's sky and then they came back from that which is really good because you know no man's sky were like okay shit it wasn't what we said it was going to be let's not say anything for a while and let's just go to work just fix it yeah, yeah. and you know it took a couple of years but if you jump on no man's sky now it's a completely different game to when it first launched and That's it's mad. so yeah. much better but yet you know it's you you wouldn't have you didn't have to buy that again. It was just a free update yeah, yeah. to the to the game you already had, which is absolutely amazing. And you know, I really hope that Fallout can do that, that kind of overhaul and, and fix everything. And they they either need to make it free to play because fifty quid's way too expensive for what that is, or they need yeah. to just kind of add more to make it worth the fifty quid, like bring the NPCs back in, bring in like really interesting storylines, you know, all that kind of stuff, as well as all the online stuff. Because I, I kind of get where they were coming from with the no NPC stuff because then yeah. when you meet someone, it's like oh, a real person. You know, this is post-apocalyptic America. You're not supposed to see people wandering around everywhere. Yeah. Um, so it's supposed to be this incredible special thing. But the map is so big and there's around about 20 people per server. So you basically okay, see not many, is it? <laughs> It's basically a single player game like for the majority of it. Which... Ironically, you would have thought they would have nailed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, don't buy Fallout 76 no, no, no. Uh, for anyone or for yourself for Christmas. Uh, continuing on that theme, we will talk about a good game, but uh, after the break, we will t- uh, talk about our Christmas tech tips. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it is the 1st of December. As we Is it the 1st? No, it's the 30th of... <laughs> being ahead of myself there. Damn but yeah, you've not got long. So here are some things we think you should buy your loved ones for Christmas. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right, uh, quick little section here. My first thing, I don't know if you've uh, got one of those, it's the Google Home Hub. No, I don't. I, I'm not part of Google's ecosystem. At the ah, moment. you're an Alexa guy. I am, yeah. Okay, so I mean, it took me a while to get into any kind of voice assistant thing, but uh, I have a Google Home Hub, and it is the Google Home speaker idea. It does exactly the same functionality as the Google Home Mini mm-hmm. or the regular one, but it's got a screen. Um, so you've reviewed the Echo Show, haven't you? Yeah. Um, so the Google Home Hub, for me, it's £139, which might be a bit steep for some people. But if you're looking for someone who wants to ask Google things, maybe doesn't want to do it with their phone, um, and sort of wants to see the, the immediate advantage of it, you know what? The, the thing that I love the most about it isn't actually any of the uh, voice or audio stuff. <laughs> it's the fact that when you're not using it, it acts as a photo frame. 
Oh. So, I mean, back in the day, I think I had a digital photo frame, something yeah. that someone got me for Christmas or something, and it was a bit rubbish. Like, yeah, no, they, they, those, they those were, were odd ideas there. when they, you had to, like, take the SD card out of your old camera and put it in, and it was just sort of cycle through the same pictures. Really weird. Don't want but that. But for some yeah. reason, with this uh, home hub, it's uh, you keep it plugged in all the time. It's not like a tablet. No. Not in the same way. It doesn't have a UI like that. It's all voice activated, although it does have a touchscreen. But when uh, you set it up, you can go through Google Photos, and it asks you to select... I think recent highlights is one of them where it just takes from the past few months uh-huh. and then um, any photo albums that you've created in Google Photos, which I had actually done of a few holidays and stuff like that. Oh, nice. And you select them so it doesn't go back to all your photos. Yeah. Like you're not seeing like screenshots yeah, and that's like, my you know, pictures, worry, yeah. of, pictures of receipts because Google Photos is now clever enough to um, allow you to archive those photos. And if it's tagged them, it won't bring them up. Oh. Um, so now like when I'm not using this thing, it's in my room and it's, it's amazing. It just cycles through all my photos. I see loads of photos that I wouldn't have gone back and looked through otherwise because we're a generation who doesn't have print out photo albums and yeah yeah it's really cool and i i, I can recommend it just for that i mean maybe you wouldn't pay that price for that but well, it's, it's maybe still 80 see... pound cheaper than the the echo show is it yeah yeah, yeah the, the, i mean actually wait it might be more um i think the the new the second gen echo yeah, show it's 220 it's like I think. 220 or 230 i can't remember which uh, but yeah it's it's <clears> crazy money and so Amazon has its advantages. Perhaps it's a bit better if you want to set up a smart home with yeah. lighting and things like that. But yeah. for, yeah, pure Ask Google, you I use it as a radio, use it to sort of see how long to get to work. And then also it's got this amazing screen, which isn't like your normal um, LCD that you'd see on a product like this. I don't quite know what Google have done, but it's kind of magic. It's got a light sensor in it, and it is the most photorealistic screen I've, I've ever seen. Oh, really? So in really dim light, it will totally tone back the colors, and it looks like paper. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's like... I don't know how they've done it. Quite good, yeah. It's it's not like all filling your room with blue light, and when no. I, when you when it's completely black, it, it knows that because I've got it in my bedroom, mm-hmm. uh, it just turns off. Oh wow, really clever. Okay, yeah, this is way better than the Echo Show. And then if you've got bright lights on, then it's not doing the same sort of pale colours. It completely tones it up, and uh, yeah, I'll have to bring it in and show you because it looks exactly like photo paper. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm fascinated by this now. Yeah, I mean <clears> the Echo Show, you, 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 it's good. It's not amazing. I think it would be more attractive at Google um, Homes yeah. uh, kind of price range. Yeah, totally. Um, especially because you know, with 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 your and you, you you get access to things like Google, um, like YouTube and stuff like that, don't you? Yeah, you can stream YouTube. It's, videos it can and... be frustrating experience because uh, if you ask it to play a video, it might not necessarily find the one that you're after. Yeah. It's kind of learning. I mean, the, the example they always use if if you stick it in the kitchen, you can go, mm-hmm. "How do I?" you know peel a pineapple or something and it'll find a relevant video yeah. it doesn't always nail it okay. um, but yet and you can connect it to your spotify account and it can just play that with a, a fairly decent speaker wouldn't want to use it at a party but it's all right so yeah because on alexa on the, um, any of the alexa devices you don't have youtube no used to yeah no more no the feud between <laughs> google and amazon uh, rages on so i'd recommend that but you've got a recommendation along the gaming route as well with, yes uh, the um, turtle beach elite pro 2 okay and super amp what is that? Oh, it's a mouthful. And it's it for is. for the gamer in your life. Yes, this is um, for PlayStation and PC gamers. Uh, there is a there is a version for the Xbox One which is called something slightly different. I'm not quite sure. Okay. Uh, but I've been using the Elite Pro Two uh, with the Super Amp for maybe a month or two. Best now. headset you've ever used. Oh yeah, it's certainly Strong. up there. You know, it's it's you know in our jobs we get to look at a lot of different kind of tech and gadgets yeah. and stuff like that. But that is the one headset that I I keep going back to and I keep using it when I'm playing games. And so I you know. If that's not an indication of a great headset, then what so is? So what is it like? A big combination of fit, performance. Yeah, I think um, a lot of gaming headsets are kind of they're quite snug on your head. I've got a big head anyway. Make you so a bit I sweaty, this, do they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an issue for like for me especially. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Turtle Beach has their own custom kind of cups. 
Ah. And it, it genuinely feels like heaven on your ears. Like it, you put them on and it's just, it's soft and cool. And you've got this kind of, this breathability. So you don't get the kind of sweatiness and the yep. heat that you get from most other headsets. And that kind of expands to like the headband. You've got a really nice soft bit on the headband. So it's basically, you wear it and you there's no pressure build up anywhere. That's good. Uh, which is the main Even thing. for you wearing your glasses as well. Yeah, yeah. Because they've yeah. got special cutouts for glasses, whereas um, so you don't, don't have the pressure on the side of your head. Which is amazing. I mean, and and then you can you combine that with the super amp. Yeah, what's that? Um, it's a little plug-in thing, little dial. It's not as complicated as some of the things that Turtle Beach has done. It's just a simple little dial, little LED on it, and you can, uh, the most basic function is to turn it up and down um, the volume. But then you can also, which is why I like this so much, connect it to your smartphone. Right. And then you download a Turtle Beach app and you've got all these equalizers and stuff like that that you can turn on and enable. You've got like specific modes for like first person shooters so you can hear stuff around you better. Oh, okay. And my killer thing, which is nothing to do with gaming whatsoever, (laughs) is when you're playing games, if your phone's connected via Bluetooth and you get a phone call, it'll come through to the gaming headset. Excellent. And you can use the gaming mic and the gaming headset to talk and on that's, the phone. And so that's not a common thing for a lot of... No. Because you don't get the connection to your phone. No. No, that's it's great. just usually directly to the PlayStation and that's it. But this, the, the Super Amp acts as like kind of an intermediary. Um, and then it also makes it compatible with the uh, PC as well. So it sounds like a great present. It's not the cheapest present. No. How much do these things cost together? £219.99. For both of them? Uh, yeah, that's each, each uh, okay. version. Cool. So maybe this is a treat yourself gift. Yeah. <laughs> but... I mean, yeah, it's, a bit, it's, 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 it's one of the more expensive headsets on the market. But I think if you're looking for something that's going to, you know, that you're going to use for a long time, because I, I can't imagine that you'll buy this and swap it out in a rush um, because, like, well, I can't find anything better on the market. So there you go. That's the gaming tip. And then the final thing in this section, the two relatively expensive gifts. If you want to get something for someone that's kind of useful, I, it's a product I use myself. I don't know if you've used Tile, Lewis. No, I haven't, actually. They are good. It's quite boring. <laughs> On the surface, it's quite boring, but hear me out. So they've just rebranded. So Tile is a Bluetooth tracking uh, thing. Oh, a thing. <laughs> a thing, a little key ring thing that you stick on. Well, the obvious things are your keys mm-hmm. or maybe put one in your bag. And they are relatively inexpensive uh, Bluetooth trackers that you pair to your phone. And if you've lost keys within certain range, uh, which isn't the hugest range, it's about 300 feet, I think. Uh, but there are two different it's versions. Bad, you go to your phone, you do it, it buzzes really loudly with a with a, um not a vibration but a, a tone and you can find your keys um i've used it a surprising amount i thought i always knew where my keys were <laughs> turns out <laughs> no, no, no. it's making me quite lazy but the other good thing about it is that if it's paired to your phone and you've got your keys and you can't find your phone double click the button and your phone rings oh that's pretty so that's pretty quite handy. cool and the, so the, the main thing that i used to not like about tile is um they had non-removable batteries so saying, you that's buy the reason it, i didn't buy one so you buy it once and it'd be great i'll be awesome and then in about a year you get an email being like your tile's gonna run out of battery soon gotta buy another one and oh. i i mean it's not bad. You were spending about 20 quid for a year's peace of mind. It's a bit wasteful though, isn't it? It is a bit wasteful. So now they've rebranded their products. You've got the Tile Pro, which is £30, has a, uh, a longer range, basically. Okay. Um, and a replaceable battery. And so does the Tile Mate, which is £20, just has a shorter range. And twenty quid, but yeah, replaceable batteries, so you can yeah keep it forever. Just replace it every now and then with the battery. That's pretty good. And as we record at the moment, you can buy four Tile Mates. For fifty-five pounds instead of eighty, Bargain. so you can you can gear out your your forgetful family <laughs> with tile. So that is our first little Christmas tech tips tech tips section. I'm so excited, I can't even Ooh. talk. Um, and we'll be right back to talk about a good game, which is nice. So Lewis, people shouldn't buy Fallout, but they uh, should buy Red Dead Redemption Two. Yes. If not for the single player mode, which have you completed that? 
Yes, I finally did. <laughs> how many, <laughs> how many, all the stuff. How many hours did that, do you reckon you put into that? Many, many hours. Many, many I hours. Mean, it, it was every evening for about two weeks. Yeah, sign of an excellent Solid. game. Well, our colleague Tamlin, um, friend of the pod, he has already uh, completed it as well, I believe. Yeah. But you've already completed an amazing game, but there are two games because they've yeah. just launched Red Dead Online mm-hmm. and it's the tits. It is, essentially, yeah. <laughs> how different is it to the main game and why is it so good? Um, okay, uh, to give you a bit of history yeah. first. So uh, GTA V launched uh, uh, with GTA Online, which okay. is a kind of similar thing to what they're doing with A Rockstar game. Yeah, um, which is actually the most successful entertainment product of all time, earning over a billion pounds in Whoa. three days. Wait, wait, what, the online version? No, the, just the base game of GTA V. Wow, yeah. that's, that's not a new game either. That's... No, and then Rockstar, <laughs> and then um, Red Dead followed that up, um, their second they got the they got the top, they got uh, the first and second place. Well, this new Red Dead Redemption two. Yeah, uh, that the... made I think it was around seven hundred million in the first few days. Just from game sales. Yeah, That's just insane. from game sales. <laughs> I know mental amounts of money. But you're getting value for money because of yeah, because you get two games for the price of one. And you know I think this deal gets better as it goes on because once Red Dead's been out for a year or two, you know the price of the the, the base game will be about five or a tenner, which is the case with GTA. That's five. mad. But you'll get Red Dead Online. You know you'll get all these constant updates. Um, I imagine for free. Um, which was mm. the case with, with GTA Online, which is why it's still so popular now, literally years after it was launched. Um, so, right, Red Dead Online, um, it launched. it's launching this week. Um, it's like a staggered launch, so people okay. that got the Ultimate Edition could play it back on Tuesday, and yeah. then first day players Wednesday, first week players Thursday, and then everyone else on Friday. So now anyone can, can play it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, yeah, uh, people thought it was just going to be... Um, just you know you roll around with your friends on horses like the main game people. with more people yeah i mean essentially it is but what i didn't expect was that there's actually a storyline to it as well oh right so it's not just wandering around trying to find little things to do but there's a dedicated storyline that's completely different to the main red dead 2 story and it actually includes a few of the characters um, from the main game that kind of make little so they do have i'm learning npcs oh npcs oh. <laughs> yeah but, no there are loads but tell me how does this work um because if you're in a, on a server with like how many people is it limited to do you know uh, i mean i haven't seen the limit yet i, I imagine it's gonna be 20 plus people i've seen there, okay. are, there have been a few uh, people and the good thing is a lot of the time it for, not forces you but it gives you the option to posse up so you, yeah, you, I was going to say that. Yeah, how does it run the storyline if there's loads of people joining at different times? Like, um, okay, so you got two options. You got when you first jump into Red Dead Online, you can join a posse, and it, or, or Mac, you can either join your friends if you're kind of yep. all playing together at the same time, or it just it puts you with randoms. And then from there, you can kind of, um, I think it. Put, I mean, at this stage, it's hard to say because everyone's at the same kind of level because it's only been out a couple of days. So chances are, no matter what posse you get, you'll be kind of doing a mission around. This, you know that, that's available to you i'm not sure how they're going to handle it long term um but with, with gta online you could replay missions over and over again so i imagine it'll be something like that mm-hmm. um but yeah so the, the the posse leader will initiate the uh, the mission and then everyone will go to the cutscene. everyone right. will watch the cutscene. oh okay and then they'll all go on to the mission it seems together. very well thought out yeah okay and uh, it's pretty cool, actually, because you get to see your actual characters in the cutscene, yep. like, depending on who's playing or if the, their character will be there. And it's, I mean, you know, it's not a huge thing, but it's a nice little Yeah, no, definitely. Thing. So you, you feel like even though someone who's reviewed and had to sort of play the entire game yeah. for that long, yeah. you went into this and you didn't feel like you were playing the same game again. No, it's, just, it's, just, it's a completely different dynamic to the, to the main game. I mean, there are some things I miss from the main game that aren't present in the online. Like you can't, like one of the big things about Red Dead 2 is that you could interact with everybody you know the npcs you could have like this long conversation with random npcs about random things and it was great mm-hmm. but 
I, I, I don't know why they do this, but Rockstar just tends to make their, their protagonist silent in the online games. <laughs> like they do not say a word. A which, bit like Link not talking in Zelda. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. exactly like that. And like, like I watched, you know, like the first kind of forty minutes of Red Dead Online, and there's a lot of cutscenes with your player in it, and he literally says nothing. Why is that? Why do they? Do, why do games sometimes choose to do that? I mean, genuinely, I, I can't understand it because you've got loads of different voice options and stuff like that. So, like, what you know, for different whistles, you can tweak <laughs> the the tone right. and and how your whistle sounds like yeah. to, to no end, but. Voice, mm, Don't say can't anything. Do that. The only thing that you can ever hear is if uh, is when you're riding your horse. If you can't your horse, he'll kind of go. Uh, 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 uh. But yeah, so you can't really talk <laughs> to gonna, people, gonna which is kind that. of a bit of a. <laughs> you can't you can't talk to people, um, which makes robbing them very hard. Yeah, which was my, you know one of my favorite things about Red Dead, uh, the main game was that you could kind of walk up to people, put your little hood up, and then be like, "Hey, give me your money," and you could rob them. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can kind of still do that now, but without the kind of the talking, it doesn't feel as natural, um, which is a bit of a letdown. But you, I mean, you described to me, uh, tell, tell us about, before we move on, uh, your favourite part of multiplayer so far, okay. where there was a shootout. Yes, it was good. It was, it was <laughs> And a great example of online games working well. Oh, yeah, 100%. So basically, what happened was, um, it, it must have been about 20 minutes after the servers went live on the first day. Wow, clean. So <laughs> everybody was kind of fresh in. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was at the exact same point, at the exact same mission. Um and so yeah, we were in Blackwater. Uh, I was at, well, I was in Blackwater, heading towards my mission point, and I noticed that there was like a huge number of you know real people just kind of standing around in this this open space next to the town. I was like, oh, what's going on there? And it's, it's where you start the mission, so obviously people are okay. going there to start the mission or whatever. But as more and more people gathered, people were just kind of looking around at each other, like, so what, what, what do we do now? You know, it's a new game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no like, no one actually knows what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. So I was kind of. They're not really doing much. They're kind of just walking up to the horses and kind of have a look around and, and not doing too much until one person, one person took a shot. Yep. And then it was just <laughs> chaos. Everybody was just shooting each other. Like, you know, people were dropping everywhere. It was absolutely mental. And in, in this kind of chaos, I spotted a freshly killed uh, carcass on the back of a horse that someone was going to take to the butchers to sell for money, which right. is how you get money in the game. Because hunting's a huge part of the game as well. But that's... That's another bit. Um, so yeah, I saw this this lovely, freshly killed. Um, I think it was a deer. Yeah. Um, so I kind of snuck over while the, the other guys distracted shooting somebody else and just whoop took it off his horse, <laughs> ran to mine, put it on my horse, and then ran to the butcher and cashed that in, which was great. And then on my way back, I <laughs> saw um, uh, some guy was having a, a gunfight, and um, rather than just kind of getting my gun out and shooting him because that's just a bit tame. Yeah. I thought, you know, let's make this interesting. So got a lasso out instead, and then lassoed him and dragged him along the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> so this in a, in a multiplayer uh, world, this is like the complete opposite to the on rails of Fallout. Yeah, this is way more. Oh yeah, open world, even though the world is smaller. Yeah, it's it's, it's open, and I think it's it's more responsive to your actions. Yeah, um, you know, way more responsive to your actions. Like even things like <laughs> if you, um, I mean, I, I did this yesterday by accident. I accidentally kind of punched my horse in the bum. <laughs> <laughs> by pressing the Did wrong kick, button kick you? it kicked me but then it didn't only kick me but people around me like npcs were like oh my god why would you do that so like they, they you know they respond naturally yeah. to things that are happening and it's like you know that it's the little details that like that that make rockstar games so good like they recorded over five hundred thousand lines of audio for like the npcs and stuff you, for Red yeah Dead it's too. just gonna be totally fresh every time so it's, it's literally like, yeah i mean gta online like you could go walk along the streets for ages and not hear the same conversation twice and i feel like that's, that's probably gonna be the same in red dead uh, but yeah with your friends yeah exactly friends. exactly so thank you and i'm going to tack on to the end of this section uh lewis painters 
best multiplayer games Oof. for Christmas. So Oof. Red Dead is obviously number one. Yeah, Red Dead is up um, there. Fifty quid. Yeah. Best fifty quid you'll spend on your yeah. on- online multiplayer game this Christmas, but it doesn't have to be online. Uh, yeah. But we were thinking the Nintendo Switch has a few decent multiplayer games this Christmas. Yeah, you got Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which, which is, is not out yet. In a few days, that is yeah. well timed. By, by <laughs> Nin- Nintendo kind of kind of need another biggie for the Switch, yeah. don't they? I yeah. think yeah. Uh, you know, they, 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 their lineup wasn't too strong towards the beginning of the year, but I think with with releases like Pokemon Let's Go and right. Super Smash Bros and yeah. stuff like that, they they're really ending the, the year on a high. Uh, so, so those those two. I mean, uh, Let's Go is kind of not a proper multiplayer game because... Um, is that another uh, single-player game where the main character doesn't say anything? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> now you're pointing this out to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, no, um, I'd say for multiplayer games, <clears throat> Battlefield Five is one to watch. Okay. Um, it's got loads of huge maps and it looks absolutely amazing. Um, but, obviously, the main one, which I'm quite surprised about, actually... Call of Duty seems to have taken the, 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 the multiplayer title this year. Right. Um, because it already has a battle royale mode of course everybody loves battle royale at the moment battlefield is getting one but not till next march so for now if you're kind of battle royale online multiplayer focused black ops seems to be the one to go for okay thank you lewis good tips good games that is the end of the game coverage for this episode but we will be right back to talk about a couple of smart watches that we've reviewed recently that left us a bit uh well disinterested and then finally we'll round it off with another couple of great tech gift ideas don't go away Okay, yeah, so moving on, uh, we reviewed a couple of smartwatches each recently, and they haven't been that great. So the smartwatch conversation, it's a weird one, isn't it? So we can, for all intents and purposes, we can say that smartwatches went mainstream with the Apple Watch, which came out in 2015, even though it was announced the year before, I Mm -hmm. believe. Yeah. Uh, You had a first gen Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. Did you stop using it because the battery life is now so terrible and the OS updates made it basically useless? Essentially, you pretty much summed it up there yeah. for me. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, I mean it was, it was fine for you know the first year or so, and then as kind of, I think it, there was Watch OS three. Yeah, that really that came out, and it kind of really hammered the uh, the Gen Zeros but or whatever they call. Apple's got yeah, exactly the the Series Zero as it sort of unofficially called. The yeah. hardware wasn't up to it. No, but now I think we can kind of say that if you're an iPhone user, um, and a Series three or four Apple Watch is going to yeah. be okay for like. Oh yeah, probably be three years. for a while. Yeah. yeah, it was just yeah. The first one was was way too underpowered to be future proof. So we can come back and discuss um, why the Apple Watch is so great. But let's talk about the Huawei Watch GT that you just reviewed. So you also reviewed Ooh. what I believe is still our our smartwatch pick, which is the Huawei Watch Two. Yeah. So the second gen made it a little bit more kind of looks looking like a smartwatch. To be mm-hmm. honest, the, the first one was way more kind of looking like a real watch. Yeah, it was more for kind of fashion conscious, and then the second one they they really drilled in the smarts but it's been on offer basically as long as it's been out you can get it for about 150 pounds at the moment and it's just sort of solid dependable works with what's android wear which is now updated to the latest uh uh, gen is it four (laughs) we number four version four um and it's just good it's it's serviceable it works well you know it i i really have no complaints about the watch too i think it is probably one of the better android smart watches out on the market and you know i think other people agree with me we're seeing a bit of a change because um I've all, I've just reviewed the uh, Ska, uh, Skagen Skagen I'm gonna say Skagen 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 Falster Two, which I was quite excited about because they brought one out last year and it didn't have NFC, it didn't have GPS, the battery life wasn't very good, it was a bit too expensive, and the that screen had a big bezel around it. But they've brought it out this year. It looks exactly the same. It's quite a nice, quite nice looking quite nice, thing. Yeah. It looks like a, an actual watch. But you know what? It's it's not actually that great. Oh, <laughs> so. Android Wear's coming to a point where, for ages, to get slightly nerdy, the uh, 
the chip inside it was called the 2100 mm-hmm. and that's been out for like two or three years yeah and they've uh, so it's in the what the the Huawei watch 2 it was in other ones like the lg uh sport watch sport oh, i can't remember this so many confusing <laughs> so names, many of smart names watches. but yeah. basically the re- one of the reasons um is that android wear just had the same chip in all the products yeah and so we're just getting to the point now where there are new chips mm-hmm. coming out there's a fossil sport which we've not uh, yet looked at which no. has the 3100 but i think me just talking shows you how fragmented it is yeah and how simple the apple message is compare that to apple watch by the apple watch so i'm not going to go on about the scargon because unfortunately battery life isn't very good um i don't know for 200 and whatever pounds it is i'm just like not that compelled Yeah, 200 i'm I'm and then unfortunately the the watch we were hoping we could recommend uh, for people was the new huawei watch but what they've they've, they've completely they don't even have android wear now no and that's just the biggest killer you know when they first announced it, I was like, okay, this, this sounds really spicy. You know, the headline features were, it's got two to four weeks of battery life. Wow, okay. and it's called the... It's the Huawei Watch GT. Huawei... Oh, what, the, the operating system? Yeah, does it have so a it's, name? It's called Light OS. Okay, so they've, they've, they've gone from the great Watch 2, done a new one with their own software. Yep. And does it have two weeks battery? It does. Okay, yeah, it, it works really well. The that's, battery that's a is good thing. really impressive. Um, and you can squeeze up to a month out of it if you turn off. Because I've got like constant heart rate readings, GPS right. turned on and things like that. So you can you can disable those and get even more out of it. But I'm just like, hey, I don't need Might to. Might as well use got it. got two weeks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Does it have like an always on display? that uh, You can turn it on. Yeah. Uh, to have always on. Which generally on, like, runs down small, which is no end. Oh, yeah. That'll yeah. burn the hell out of it. But apparently it can still. I mean, this is what Huawei said. I haven't tested this out specifically, but it can do gps on like track exercise tracking with display on yeah uh for 22 hours so that's enough for like a marathon seems like they could like be good that. on that claim so what why wouldn't you necessarily recommend it to everyone purely because of light os yeah it's yeah. just not a fun operating system it's just so bad i mean it's, it's such a shame because the hardware is really good you know it's got a great display yeah the design is really nice you can get leather straps or plastic straps yeah. right i mean the leather straps are a bit weird because it's leather rubber oh okay and you can't use it is this the weird. one that gave you a blister <laughs> yeah let's not talk about it. yeah no i, did, no, we should, I did, we should tell yeah, people, no, I, did, yeah. I definitely I, I got a blister from my from wearing my watch gt for a couple of weeks because yeah, you're supposed great. to wear it constantly yeah, you're supposed yeah. To wear it to sleep because it's got sleep tracking stuff built in you know, you're supposed to wear it all the time. Yeah. So I did. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't a painful blister, but I got a blister. Um, I mean, yeah. So back to the point about the hardware. The hardware is amazing. Um, it's got its new heart rate sensor in it. Um, and it's got uh, sleep tracking stuff all built in. The heart rate's good because it's, as well as being constant, it uses AI to um, kind of work out any false positives. Uh, so any kind of misreads of yep. the heart rate. So if, yeah, you know, when you look and you... A, a lot of heart rate kind of stats and you'll see like a random spike and you're yeah. like that that wasn't right it wasn't just, real yeah. yeah it just didn't you know it wasn't fixed on my wrist properly or whatever the watch is smart enough to know that and i you know compared to other watches i've used i've looked back at my heart rate reading and stuff like that and it does seem very accurate mm-hmm. so for the fitness tracking side of things it's an amazing watch but yeah it's just the probably the dumbest smart watch that i've used <laughs> but it is it is so basic and so a lot of people or some people me included sometimes um when I review smartwatches and people might want to buy a smartwatch where they're maybe not necessarily so concerned with actively using or interacting with it all the time. They want to mm. use it as a tracker, right? Yeah. Um, but they like the look of the watch. Yeah. Um, but it's quite a premium to pay, right? Because you've also uh, got the, what's it called? The new Huawei Band. Yeah, the Band Free Pro, I think it is. You said it basically has the same features and yep. costs about a third of the price. Yeah, it's about 80 quid in the UK. So, yeah, I think we're looking at the moment, right? And in, in a stage where if you do want a little tracker... You might not get one that looks like a watch, but you could get the Huawei new band, mm-hmm. or maybe one of like the Fitbit Charge. Yeah, the Fitbit Charge Three I've looked at. It's it's pretty good. It's a little 
strap. It doesn't look like a watch. But if it's you kind want of to what track, you need sometimes, yeah. you, know, if you don't need the big kind of flashy watch if you're not going to, if you don't need a watch, you know, if you just want to get your fitness stuff tracked, then get a little wristband or, or a little clip on thing. Like I've seen a few clip on yeah. fitness trackers and stuff as exactly. well. Exactly. So it was a little addendum to the, to the to the pod. We keep, we still review smartwatches as and when they come. Yeah. But um, yeah, unfortunately for Android, um, the Apple Watch is still the king. Oh, yeah, by far. Yeah. Yeah. When you, I mean, even when you compare the experience on like the best. Android Wear watch, it still pales in comparison to what Apple provides. Yeah, some people moan that you know the Apple Watch isn't circular or whatever, but it's got to a point now where the OS works on that size screen. Yeah. The new ones have great displays. Um, they come to the point now where the electrocardiogram is going to start working at least in the US, which is a genuinely nice. potentially life-saving feature where you can basically do, give yourself an ECG just by touching the watch, which is crazy. This is amazing, and you can definitely hack that to do it in the UK as well. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't talk about that. How to coming up on MacWorld soon? Um, so yeah, basically, if you think about smartwatch for Christmas, maybe not. Yeah. But if you want an Apple Watch and you can afford it, then that would be a. If you want the Apple Watch now, it's probably a, you know as good a time as any because the longer you wait, the more likely it is it's going to become obsolete that's true <laughs> uh, the, but, um, the apple the apple yeah. model and then so just before we go uh to round off this uh christmas inflected pod uh my final um tip christmas uh buying tip would be the new kindle paperwhite so the paperwhite is is i think the best kindle uh it isn't the cheapest kindle the cheapest one is about 60 quid um so if you just want a basic one then you can go for that but the kindle paperwhite has just been updated it, it hasn't been updated for like three years okay. uh so now it's got just little things that make a difference if you're into your Kindle. It's got a flush screen. It's not like um, sort of got indent anymore. Oh, nice. Um, which And also is partly because it's now fully waterproof. Ooh. So the I think the Kindle Oasis, which is the £200 plus one, already had that. But this one is 120 which again sounds like quite a lot. Some people might just be like, oh, I'll just buy 12 books. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is a fair point. But if you do want a Kindle, it's fully waterproof. It's got full audible support now. Um, the battery lasts forever. Backlight's great. So if you want a Kindle this Christmas and you want one that's uh, a little bit better than than the, than the standard one, then that is a worthy upgrade. Um, and then just to round it off, <laughs> PlayStation got... Classic. Yeah, PlayStation Classic is going to be kind of one of, the, one of the more exciting things this Christmas on the gaming front. Um, it follows hot on the heels of the, uh, the NES Mini and the SNES Mini from yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, so the past two Christmases we had NES and SNES, yeah. and they haven't done an N64. No, they're so not So Sony's going. poked its nose in with a £90 PlayStation yeah. Classic. Yep, eighty nine ninety nine. Uh, you get two controllers with that, and that's then you good. get two, uh, twenty games. Not every game you might expect on a PlayStation Classic. No. You haven't got Crash Bandicoot. No, yeah, there are there are kind of a few big emissions, um, but I don't think I think this is the issue with with a retro console with limited titles. You're never going to nail everything that everybody wants. Everyone. Yeah, but there are some fairly strong titles on there. Um, Tekken Three is on there. Yeah, is Metal Gear Solid on there? Yeah. The first, okay. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. OG, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's a decent little thing. Uh, it's it's more kind of aimed, I think, at people our age because yeah. of the nostalgia of playing it when we were younger. So, and, for anyone uh, who doesn't know, it's a plug and play thing. It's a bit like a dumb unit, yeah, because you just plug it into an HDMI. But, but it, it looks, looks just like it looks like the the original PlayStation, not not the PS One, the actual no, the actual PlayStation. Yeah, and it's got two controllers with quite long cables. I read. Yeah, uh, we haven't reviewed it yet, but we should be soon. Um, plug it into telly up a game and you've got 20 playstation one games yeah, 20 yeah i mean uh, don't get your hopes up that they're gonna add in more in the future because they've already said no yeah um so that'd be that hard, is that'd be hard it. to that do anyway it. wouldn't it you'd have to buy it, the hardware again probably this is what i mean yeah you have, have to find some awkward upgrade process with usb yeah. sticks and downloading stuff online and, you know so nobody if, wants that so if, <laughs> if you've got a retro gamer um and 
that would be a good option. But if you have a more seasoned modern gamer, PlayStation yeah. VR's got some yes, cool stuff as well. Yes, PlayStation VR, yeah. Um, you know, when it came out, it was 350 quid, and that didn't <sighs> On include... top of the console price. Yeah, on top of yeah, the 300 pound console, yeah. Uh, it was 350, and, you know, the worst part was you didn't get everything you needed to use it in the box. Like, so 350 got you the headset, but then you still needed a PlayStation camera to use it. Right. Which did not come bundled with it. Great. Which is, I always hated that, you know. Absolutely. But now it does. But now it does. Good. Now it's bundled with the camera. Most of them uh, come bundled with the move batons as well, but you'll have to look out specifically for that. But um, I haven't got a specific deal in mind, but I've just, I've noticed recently a lot of PlayStation VR bundles are kind of dropping down to around the, the £170 mark. That's a lot more which palatable, is yeah. so much better than, than when it first came out. And, you know, it brings, you know, it's not quite enough to compete with the HTC Vive. But if you're, you know, if you're in your VR or you want to see what it's all about and you want something that's better than mobile powered VR, then PlayStation VR is banging. Cool. And yeah, especially for the price. Because even, yeah, the Vive is on sale, right? But it's still 500 quid. Yeah, exactly. And that's the discounted price. <laughs> and if you've got a PlayStation and you want to get in on the VR, then so, yeah. I mean, you don't need the, yeah, you don't need a really expensive computer to power it. It, it runs yeah. on any PlayStation. Great. Any PlayStation 4, should I say. Yeah. Well, thank you. We have totally smashed uh, half an hour target. Nailed it. <laughs> We've done a 40 minute pod. Woo. Great stuff. Uh, thank you, Lewis. Thank you very much. The Games much, Master uh, says, do not buy Fallout, buy Red Dead. Yes. And consider some techie uh, game stuff to buy for Christmas. And yeah, hopefully you've done your Christmas shopping. Have you done your Christmas shopping? Haven't even started. Great. I have. <laughs> <laughs> bought a couple of things. Uh, I don't think my parents listen to this podcast, bless them, but I'm not going to say why I bought them. But uh, Smart. It, yeah, <laughs> it might have been on my list. Don't worry, it wasn't a tile. I'm not that stingy. Um we will be back next week to discuss more maybe Christmas topic things, maybe talk about all the crap that's going down at Facebook when our B2B contacts get back. Oh, yeah. What else is going on in tech that's exciting at the moment? We finally have no more phones to review. Oh, it's so nice. If you want a phone this Christmas, just ask someone else. <laughs> or look at our website. <laughs> Go we, to Tech so Advisor. Tech Advisor does have a great rundown of the best budget phones in particular. It would be a good chart to go and look at on Tech Advisor if you want to buy someone an affordable but decent handset this Christmas. So we will put links to all the things we recommended you should buy yes. in our show notes. I believe I'll have that power. Uh, thanks for listening to the UK Tech Weekly Podcast to some special. We'll be back next week when we can find some more mates. <laughs> thanks a lot, Lewis. Thank you. See you later. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.